old talk radio, listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. It's time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. And welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we are broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on the largest internet radio network in the world, Live 365. And at our very own webpage, www.twintalkcast.com. Also, you can always catch our all-recorded, archived podcast of every live show. We archive it. And on that same webpage, on uh, www.twintalkcast.com, and also on where, brother? On iTunes, because we are iTwins. Search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on iTunes, and you shall find us. Because you could put it there. You could download it and put it right there. You know. You know, put it there. Where you like to put it. And you could put it. with And take it with you. Download it (laughs) into your favorite electrical or battery-powered device, Uh and then put it there. Or any kind of energy, uh, you know, eco-friendly. The device. neat thing about it too is if you go to our webpage at twintalkcast.com and click subscribe, <laughs> subscribe, Angel, the sign fell behind you. Subscribe, and you and for free, all our shows will be uh, downloaded to your f- device of choice, and then then you can really put it there. Then you can put it there. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're so happy that you're with us again. You know, we broadcast out of Theo Luis's garage. And uh, it I re- dig Theo Luis's garage, it, man. It really is a garage, ladies and gentlemen. What is it? Like, the door is wide open. Yeah, today it's kind of warm. Are, it, it's, the, it's a breeze. It's freaking awesome. Man. Well, yeah, it's because it's hot. The and wagon is backed in, and my little wagon is right there también. And, you know, Theo Luis does not have a... Uh, um, in the driveway. Uh, and, well, he doesn't have a uh, air conditioner here, so we have to open the door. And it's pretty warm today. But he has a refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. I like to keep it, you know, stocked up. But uh... anyway, so <laughs> here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. We are so glad that you are, uh, are with us every week, and uh, you know, we 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 try to give you the best of the best here in TwinTalkCast.com. Nobody has a show like ours. Yeah, there are a lot of radio shows where people have guests and they chatted up on sports politics entertainment and uh-huh. whatever but no one has the the perspective that identical twins that are nothing alike like my brother and I do Jose and Angel uh-huh I try not to be a like you I like you yeah <laughs> well you know what brother nevertheless I still I like you bro oh well I <laughs> like you. Anyway, we had a fantastic <laughs> show last week. Last week was really cool. We really hope. Who do that we have, man? Well, last week we had uh, uh, Josh Paw from the uh, Australian rock and roll band Sunset Riot. Oh yeah, Sunset Riot uh, had uh, been uh, to the United States for their second U.S. tour. They kicked off their first U.S. tour a year ago in Theo Luis's garage, 
and they performed for the first time in the Western Hemisphere here in Theolis' Garage. And you can catch that show the first time they set foot on American soil here at Theolis' Garage. At our look, previous podcast. Yeah, check our previous podcast and look for Aussie Invasion. That's the show that happened. You know what? Well, we had a lot of response last time, and we always have a lot of response. Well, this, because, and last and last week was no exception. Well, that's because Josh Paul and the boys from Sunset Riot have a very good uh, and strong following. If you haven't had an opportunity to check them out, we really highly recommend go to our webpage, twintalkcast.com, search previous podcasts, <laughs> and look for Aussie Invasion. They interviewed for the first time here uh, in the Western Hemisphere and performed an acoustic track. And we also played some of their music. Uh, they uh, they actually we actually played their latest signal. It was uh, stir crazy last week. Well, that's last week. I'm talking about the previous podcast. Oh, okay. And you know, on our <laughs> and you can do that. I mean, on our rotation on uh, on our radio show on Live Three Six Five or on TwinTalkCast.com, you click play on the radio, and twenty four seven is a rotation of our favorite tracks as well as tracks from uh, artists. Loving at thirty eight. Who have been, who have had the opportunity? Who we've had the uh, opportunity to have here at the Olympic Garage. The Blue Agave. Candlebox, uh, uh, the, the echo and, and the sound. The classy and talented Andy Ello. Right on. And all that good stuff. So uh, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Anyway, that was a good show. Uh, we also had a phone call. Who was our phone call? Mario Solis from uh, NBC LA uh, uh, Sports. That's right. Unfortunately, that f- that particular part of the, f- <laughs> the show had to be omitted. I know, man. <laughs> Actually, it did not have to be omitted. There was a technical failure. I think it's because Mario is a vampire. And just like when he walks by a mirror, he doesn't see himself. Well, He passes by a radio. You can't hear him. You, okay, Mario Solis. Sportscaster and, uh, um, and a reporter of sports at NBC Los Angeles. He, you can catch him live in, in NBC Los Angeles on the broadca- uh, broadcast. But hey, come to think of it, has anybody ever seen or heard him recorded? <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Maybe that's why something happened and his segment was uh, disappeared. I don't know what it is. That's why you have to listen live, live, folks. Because listen live and interact with us on our Facebook Twin Talk Show. And um, Twitter, although Jose does more of the Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Twitter rocks. But anyhow, interact with us. And, you know, if you have something to say, you can say it on there. We can we can interact you there and on our uh, – what's our twin lane? Yeah. Make sure you also can call us. Okay, throughout the show, you can um, interact with us if, on, on our Facebook wall on Twin Talk Show. And, again, the old-fashioned style, we have a phone. You can call us at 626 – I'm sorry, 818 818- – no, 626-275-TWIN. I always say that. It's 626-275-TWIN. Feel free to call anytime throughout the show Eight nine four six. with your uh, comments or just if you... Uh, so who's going to be on today, man? Let me finish my sentences. Let me finish. Okay. Jeez. Now I forgot what I was saying. You can call with your comments or, or anything. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Anyway, so uh, this week's show is going to be fantastic. Uh, tonight we have... Uh, uh, um, from NBC Los Angeles, the best, in my opinion, the best anchor in Los Angeles for a long, long time, uh, Miss Colleen Williams. And uh, I, I can't wait. My brother's got a crush on her. Um, I, uh, she's fantastic. She's an amazing uh, journalist. I've uh, been around uh, in the industry uh, long enough to say she knows what she's doing, but, she, would, but she wouldn't do winning. it. Yes, and she's going to be with us. Multi-award winning, uh, uh, yeah. Journalist, news, 
What do you call, what's the official journalist? Well, you know, you're the expert at it. So. Don't you forget it. Yeah. Also, um, hey, you know what? You know, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Je- uh, Colleen, uh, William, uh, Colleen Williams. You know what I think about? Did, what do you think did about Did you see the last movie, the, the superhero one? What's it called? The one with... The Avengers. Yeah. Did you see uh, Scarlett Johansson? No, I haven't seen the film. Okay. Well, that should be Colleen Williams. Uh, huh? She should be... Make it... Make it. She should be Scarlett Johansson. Put or? her, put her in that suit, okay? <laughs> a utility belt, sopa. Colleen uh, Williams. Well, maybe, maybe we should tell her <laughs> the next Avenger, Colleen Williams. So, um, yeah. Anyway, also uh, later on in the show, as always, uh, every week, multimedia journalist and friend of ours, uh, journalist uh, via NBC and Telemundo, Miss Jackie Casas is going to be giving us the news. And Dirty Laundry. What do you have going on for us later? Hey, guys. Uh, tonight, Rodney King, the man who put a face to police brutality in Los Angeles, has died. I'll give you the details of his death. I think he put his ass to the brutality because it beat his ass. <laughs> Ass, face, (laughs) ears, everything. Also, President Obama has issued a new immigration policy. I'll tell you if it applies to you or somebody you know. And finally... Eres mojado, cabrón. (laughs) And finally, to you American moms out there, seems like Swedish moms are getting it on a whole lot more than you are. Really? Want to know how? Stay tuned and you'll find out coming up. So where's the Swedish community that's, around here? Well, that's what's fantastic. They're all white. <laughs> white girls, man. Oh, my God. White girls. White. The beautiful white girls from Sweden. Sweden. That's a good question. Where is the Swedish community? <laughs> I'd like to find it. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so, uh, cool. Hey, Joe, how was your weekend? Um, how was your week? Uh, it was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to remember it. Well, you you seem very rattled. Because we okay. It, you we just you just came from a big meeting at work. Yes, indeed. Uh, they, uh, so there we we have a, a quarterly meeting, and it was one of those quarterly meetings. Did so they pass it, out it quarters? Out Did you guys play quarters? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, nah, it was pretty intense, but it was pretty pretty dope. It was it was uh, productive. But I didn't expect to be there that late. That's why I'm a little rattled right now. But thank you for noticing. They did notice. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, I think you should have a cookie. Dig in. <laughs> thank you. I well, know. I, I get here, and there's two boxes full of cookies. Angel. Usually, the, I'm the one that brings everything. The eh? ones on the right are the good ones. Hand me some from the right. <laughs> anyway, I've, I've been pretty rattled myself because I'm actually going to be leaving town tomorrow morning. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to Oregon, and um, I'm going to be covering. Ooh, Oregon. I love Oregon. I'm going to be. Co- oh, isn't your sister living in Oregon? My sister lives in Oregon. Eugene? Bring, bring me some Salem. edibles. Mijo. Oh, that's what. That's bring, me so, far. bring me some hey, edibles. Tell her, <laughs> let, tell her to hook up and have a brewski. Hey, <laughs> sister, are you listening? She likes bobas better, actually. She likes what? She likes bobas better than brewskis. What's a boba? You've never had a boba? I know those boba drinks. Are they alcoholic, too? No, no, they're not. Right. Go to Roland Heights and Hacienda Heights. That's you never been over there? No, I know what a boba is, but I thought, because uh, we're talking about beer, I thought oh. there's some alcoholic version of no, it. No, no, she really doesn't drink. She could get tipsy she, off she this ma- much she alcohol. She's she doesn't married. double fist. <laughs> <laughs> she does not double fist. I'll never off. forget that, because I've never heard that before. Well, which was the one that has all the beer? F- uh, the That's my other sister that lives here uh, near Lake View Terrace, near where Rodney King got his ass beat right, down. Right, near... Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she's the one that always has beer, all sorts of kinds, and wine and liquor. No, well, my other sister. How about you? We have Twizzlers. Oh my God, there's Twizzlers. Oh my God, it. it's like food Christmas <laughs> here like in Felisa's garage. I, you know what? I think Jose got laid. Oh, that's why he's so <laughs> generous today. 
Dude. <laughs> He's like inappropriate. <laughs> have you ever noticed, Angel? That I, n- I don't kiss and tell. Uh-huh. I, like when I have like a, a current relationship or I'm dating someone, I don't talk. When ab- it's current? If it, but, but it has to be very old if I do mention something, like decades. Hmm. I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> private that way. Not that I'm ashamed you of anything. Are, you are, but you're not very no, private on other things. No, apparently you're not. It's because I think I have, to, I have to consider the woman as well. That's now, so considerate of you. Now, she said to me, hey, yo, Jose, <laughs> I, I want I, you to talk I about our sex life on the radio. It turns me on to hear that people are listening. Then I'd be all about it because then I'd know, like, hey, I'm turning her. You know, whatever turns you on, babe. Uh-huh. If you want me to just let it out on the radio. Uh-huh. I've never heard of that. You never know. You, uh, it's I've, a heard of, I've heard of sexting. It's a form oh, of. Oh, yeah, sexting. Sexting. It, it seems and, like uh, a form of. And before that was uh, phone. Phone, phone sex. sex. It's a, it so what like is this? It's a form of uh, exhibitionism. Oh. You know, I guess. Radio six is like uh, when when is it isn't radio isn't there orgasm? an ask? Is, <laughs> so then, what you're basically teni- telling us because you're not going to tell us you did get laid last night? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. T- I don't kiss and tell either way. Hmm. What do you think, Angel? Um, you know what's funny? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what's funny? That's you so pulled that out of the air, Angel, uh-huh. <laughs> and now it becomes a serious it, topic. I know. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think because soda. I think because you were like, uh, I don't uh, kiss and tell. I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, um, I think you did. It's a sugar it talking. It's okay. <laughs> no, I got no problem. It's all right, Jose. Yeah, I. I can right on. Everybody support that. <laughs> Get it in and out and out often. It's good for you. That's my kind of girl right And there. then when you're done, have a cigarette. <laughs> Don't smoke. He doesn't smoke. Let me tell you about my sex life. My sex life has always been healthy. <laughs> Sporadic. No, my <laughs> sex life has always been healthy. And I thank, uh, I thank the stars for that. Hmm. And, um, and uh, it's not because I have a Davidian physique. But I am. Uh, what? That's a fancy the word. Davidian disease. You know, disease, <laughs> physique. <laughs> I don't have, ladies and gentlemen. For that the record, that sounds like an STD. <laughs> for the record, I do not have any diseases. <laughs> uh, I, I might, I might look, I might look hot, but I'm not. The, you know, David, the the the, the Michelangelo sculpture of David, uh-huh. that's with, used with, often with as the the little, di- with the little winky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you know the <laughs> Davidian physique. That's what they call that because he's, he's got a. Oh, you do not have. It's a, a saying. Clever. <laughs> I don't have a Davidian physique. I have more like a monster truck physique. <laughs> look, I might look like a little boy, but I'm built like a man, Jackie. <laughs> Did you notice how big my eyes got with that one? Wowzers, monster truck. So as we could, as we talk about. Uh, so again, um, thank thank the stars. I have a very uh, healthy uh, sex life. <laughs> I always have the stars. <laughs> I don't want to thank the I Lord. I thank my lucky stars <laughs> that I have an awesome sex life. <laughs> Congratulations, Jose! <laughs> You're a very lucky man. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> hey, thank, uh, you know what? Hey, the th- girls are lucky. Thank your girls, eh? <laughs> Thank them, at least. <laughs> the girls are lucky because, uh, you know, hey, you know, if you're having uh, monster, hey, st- if you're having monster str- truck sex with me, then you're all right on, baby. Now, Charlie, you got to thank Do you them make for being... monster truck noises <laughs> when you're doing it? You know what? Like, he leaves, he leaves will, tire tracks. I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Skid marks. 
I will say this much. I, I do. I do. I am. I am verbal. I'm a verbal guy. Like really verbal? Yeah. No, like, I don't believe you. I am you. verbal. I am. Really? I like oh, talking. God, up. that's so annoying. I know you didn't. No, have. no. It's like shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. Do your job. I know you. You didn't have to say that. We know you're verbal. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like it ain't like it ain't. Well, it depends. As it long depends. as you're not. Let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. It's, it it isn't. Uh, it all depends on the chick. You know, I could be the romantic verbal, or I could be the raunchy. You know, you need to be spanked, bitch verbal, or you. I could be the. You know, <laughs> the interact verbal where we play role play. Okay. It, you know? uh, it was good for Did me. You was it good for, the, for you? <laughs> <laughs> it was good for me. Was it good for you, Bush? <laughs> okay. W Bush. Come over here, baby. Step on it. <laughs> uh, uh, too much verbal. Yeah, too much. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go right into the shout outs now. Uh, anyway, um, I want to give a shout out to Brian Rich. Brian Rich, thanks for posting on our Facebook Twin Talk Show. That's the uh, singer guitarist from The Echo and the Sound. Check out his post. They're playing somewhere soon. And uh, Nicole Maricatani, thank you for the love on our page, posting that GMO information. Go to Twin Talk Show. Check it out. And I got another shout out for Deja and Little Hulk. Thank you for listening and their mama, Contessa. Are you guys in Whittier? I'm not sure where they're at. Uh, anyhow, uh, a shout out to the Nigeria twins, Musa Sibide and Zach Ira. Do you know they're all from different parts of Africa, brother? That's awesome. Yeah, we got listeners in Africa. We sure do, yeah. Uh, so shout out to you guys, brothers. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Sam, Angel, and Mario. Thank you so much for a great weekend. And uh, anyhow, the shout outs. Do you have a shout out? I have a shout out. I want to also uh, give a shout out to... Uh, uh, Stan Gonzalez, uh, he's an audio guy that I worked with. Uh, he was my audio guy at the Johnny Cash Music Festival. I missed it. Fantastic festival that I get to work in every year. Every week, I'll say. <laughs> every year. Every year. <laughs> anyway, Stan Gonzalez, <laughs> let me tell you, if you guys need an audio guy who really knows his stuff, he's the guy. He's an awesome guy. He's good peeps. I want to give a shout-out to Pete Feinstone, the director and producer of this particular event. Also... That's Tara's husband. Ah, I recognize the last name. Tara Wallace Feinstone, who was there. It was so awesome to see you, Tara. I miss you. I love you. I love you more than your husband. <laughs> I miss you too, Tara. Anyway, shout-outs to all of them, and uh, thanks for letting me be part of that uh, festival again. Jackie, shout-outs? No, she don't love anyone. I hate everybody. <laughs> anyway, those are your shout-outs, and they're brought to you every week by Express Cuts, because you got to get your hair pimped at one time or another. So go to Express Cuts. At 10 420 Laura Souza Road in the city of El Monte, but we like to say Big Monte Homes. So go to Express Cuts. Uh, you can call them at 626 7800928 or just walk in and ask them to do you, to pimp your hair. Let them know that the twins sent you, and uh, I don't know, they do something for you. That's your shout out, say.
Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. Angel, I know I told you there was going to be an ID. Yes, you did. I decided to do a cold ID, a hard ID myself. Um, I think mean, it's, it's better. You mean a live ID? A live ID. I think it's better that we say it live after this song. I, okay. So You did a good job, I, and you didn't even cue me on that one. So, uh, so yeah, good job uh, You know, jumping in. Anyway, we were listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel as we broadcast live from Theo Luis's Garage every week. Hey, are we going to have a musical break this week? We are. We didn't promote that, did no, we? No, we have We didn't music. tease it. We have a musical break every week. Can I just say something? I've been meaning to say this, brother. Don't take this offense. At least it's, one. Eh? It's uh, we're not playing uh, Fiddler on the Roof or or Cats or or Phantom of the Opera. It's a music break, not a musical break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so and you know what? I'm guilty because you got me saying musical break too. It's a music break. Now, if we had the cast of like you know uh, Cats here. You know, or fancy hey, that, but then it would be a musical I, break. I, I must admit, I, you've you just enlightened me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, I'm sure Jackie's been dying to say the same thing. <laughs> I actually kind of never noticed. I just thought we just called a musical break, yeah. but it makes sense now. Yeah. Oopsies. Anyway, for the music break this week, uh, we have a fantastic track from an awesome act called the Johnnies, and the track is "Cry, Cry, Cry." The Johnnies are a group, a three-woman group that I met. Awesome. I like the name. I didn't know. I met them at the Johnny uh, Cash Music Festival. Awesome. And uh, they are a trio from New Zealand. They um, they had uh, fundraisers in New Zealand, and uh, they had... Um, ah, they look cool. Just to travel out here to perform at the Johnny Cash Music Festival. And you know, while I'm at it, let me say a shout-out. Give them the a shout-out. The girls from the Johnnies, you got to check them out. Okay, on vocals... Uh, and guitar is Susie Frey on the bass and vocals, Joe Taylor. And on drums, Liala Gianstefani. Anyway, they were really, really nice ladies. Shout out, girls. And they awesome. They look awesome on stage. And they perform these Johnny Cash tracks. And they've, they're just awesome chicks. So um, they are going. They promised that we're gonna, when they come back into the U.S., they're going to come into Twin and talk to us. She's Angel. got a guitar like the Johnny B. Good one. It's a Gretsch hollow body. There you go. Anyway, so shout out to you, ladies. Uh, thanks for the CD. I'm gonna perform. I'm gonna play one of their tracks. Uh, go to um, check them out on the on, on uh, Facebook. The Johnnies, they're awesome. But anyway, stay tuned for that track. It's really cool. It's one of my favorite Johnny Cash tracks, and they perform it really, really nicely. So right that's on. the music break. Right on. You know, Jackie. What's up? Should we play your music? Let's play it <laughs> while I enjoy my Twizzlers. Huh? What's that? What I love Twizzlers. You know what's really good with Twizzlers? What's good with Twizzlers? Tequila. No, I've never done that. Yes. Okay. Oh, no. I don't know how. I don't know why. <laughs> but I've had the combo, and it's pretty good. Um, I've had Twizzlers with Coke. Thanks yeah. for letting me know, eh? Uh, no, Angel, pass me the, uh, some Twizzlers. I'm not telling you to uh, ex- inspect the bag. <laughs> so you, how did that happen? I ex- don't know. Explain that. Mm, uh-uh. I really like Twizzlers. I really like tequila. And um, I happen to have the My combo. My kind of girl. I happened to have the combo at my friend's house, and I was like, dude, we've got to have Twizzlers tonight. And he buys the, like, 30 fiddle, big old family size pack because we literally will go through a whole family size bag. Isn't that what I have right here? Yeah. we Both of us can go through one of that bag in a I, night. I got that bag for my daughter for, my, for Father's Day. Well, I was trying to see because, you know, if the uh, 
the California uh, label GMO initiative passes, I'm going to know if this has a GMO in it. I can't tell right now. <laughs> oh, don't tell me. If that. it has any any kind of soy extract, it probably uh, does. Yeah. We'll oh, great. So we'll find out. We'll we were find enjoying out Twizzlers. these Twizzlers. And I don't know what, I m- it must have been a Friday night or something that I was like, do you have tequila, dude? And he's like, yeah, I got tequila. And I'm like, let's have some tequila. And we happened to have both of them, and it was pretty good. So let me ask you this. <laughs> you had Twizzlers? Just like that. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't taste good with beer. <laughs> really? It doesn't taste good with beer. I don't know, the sweet, the hops, flavor. I don't know. It just didn't So let me ask blend. you this. Really, really good mix. You had awesome Twizzlers, cause, yeah. which is just a, a sensation in a, a, to, to the tongue. Uh-huh. You had tequila, which what just kind? which just tickles. Uh, it was something. Was it a, a, a añejo? It was probably like a stupid tequila, something no. like. Let me Cabo finish a sentence, bro. Like, was it añejo? Was let it me finish gold? A, or was it? Uh, let me finish uh, a sentence. Let me finish a sentence. I'm, I'm in the middle Re- of a sentence. Hold on, now. this is important. But I, I was asking her a question. This is part important. Reposado. It was clear. Añejo. I don't. I don't like dark tequilas too much. Okay, yeah. question. Yes. As my brother reposado. tries to interrupt me all the time. I could you see had because the posada is kind of spicy. Angel, okay, you had some Twizzlers, which uh-huh. are a sensation to the tongue, delicious yes. and sweet, and uh-huh. not too sweet and just right. And the, yes. t- the texture is perfect <laughs> for chewing uh-huh. and mulling around in your tongue. Uh-huh. Then you had a shot of tequila, or I don't know how many shots of tequila to uh-huh. go along with it. There's a couple, and <laughs> and so you had that warming, <laughs> spirited sensation going down your throat so into nice. your into your soul, into the depth of your tummy, uh-huh. and you had a guy with you. Uh-huh. Anything else? No. So no, we're no, talking no. about people's sex lives. No, it was <laughs> just fun Twizzlers nice and tequila. Nice little mix, little buzz. You know, little macking going on. <laughs> you look so good tonight. You know what's really <laughs> obvious is how tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew you were so hot. <laughs> <laughs> like that T-shirt I said, man, I'm so drunk. You're starting to look good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just a really good combo, Twizzlers and tequila. I'm so, gonna try that. So now we have Twizzlers and tequila nights ever so often. Me and my friend. You it's know, fun. is he the guy? Those are good is nights. it Orlando with the hairy chest? No, it's not my hairy, <laughs> hairy friend. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, I, I can't drink tequila too much. I love tequila, uh-huh. but it's the one thing that that if I drink too much of it, I'm I, I'm, I'm angry. You know what? You get angry? Yeah. You know really? What? Are you an angry drunk? I'm never. Yeah, no. He is. No. Really? No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me finish. Not. I've never that's, been angry. That's kind of open for interpretation. No, and, You're passionate. Can I just say something? Okay. I'm not. When when I'm buzzing on beer or whatever, uh-huh. I'm happy. Uh-huh. And uh, I get tired now quicker than I used to because I don't drink as often. But I'm a happy drunk. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> tequila. Tequila. Not liquor. Just tequila. Oh. Oh. Although I like to, I could drink two shots and but I'm fine. Hey, After that, I play it safe. I don't do any more because hey, I hey, might get angry. Hey, bro, but you're supposed to sip it. No, you're not. The no, guy. You're shots. You, well, you can sip, but shots. You chug that shit. Yeah. You just back Those throw that shots, thing. But I, Angel, I is shoot. that is what in, was Jose saying sip. true? My brother <laughs> said tequila. Only I, tequila makes him angry. He's pinching me under the. Table no, Angel, right it's now. true. Don't don't even lie, dude. When have you seen me an angry drunk? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna go there. It's true. I'm not a dude. That one time when you punched me in the face. <laughs> you know, Angel, you say things that you just come out, you just pull them out of the air, dude. No, remember when we were playing quarters? <laughs> and what do we use as shots? Uh, beer. Tequila. Was it tequila? Yes. Yeah. Did you, you got, get upset because you, you lost? He got pretty angry. No, when did I get angry playing quarters? I had fun playing quarters. I beat you. Yeah. When did 
You're totally making. He's totally making this shit up. No, I'm not. You're putting it in my mouth. All I say that you got pretty angry. You did. Do you when, start, did I, uh, when did I get angry for quarters? Do you start drunk <laughs> dialing and start drunk dialing like? You know what? This your is your so, ex-girlfriend. You know what's? You know what's funny? This is so not true. Angel pulls things out of his ass. I swear to God. No, I did it. You, 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 Why you, would I admit <laughs> being an angry drunk on one t- particular drink if I was an angry drunk you're, on everything? You're, you know what? You, you're, you, you're right. You, you, um, but kind of not. You right. know what? To my Let me tell you. I didn't pull nothing out of my ass. I wasn't. I was trying to avoid the subject, and you insisted. It, it was more like you pulled it out. No, of No, I insisted. I insisted. You, yeah, you pulled it out of Lay my ass. Lay down the proof. Lay down the proof. Here's the deal. I don't want to. I to don't my want defense, you stop pulling out of my ass. To my defense, <laughs> and don't interrupt. Stop me. touching his ass, Jose. Get to, out my to ass. my defense, <laughs> twice, twice it happened to me where I got really angry uh-huh. from tequila. Uh-huh. Both times I was provoked. One of them was that one-armed security guard at King Taco. Remember that, Angel? <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Remember that? And he's still late. <laughs> he had one Please arm. Don't tell me you threw it down with the security no, guard. No, but King I was Taco. about to because yeah. he, was, he had one arm. Okay, t- in oh. a security hat, in security <laughs> badge, in security? and one arm. The security. Cuidado, the security. Tiene un brazo. Es bracero. No, the guy was being a jerk because they he took tried, like, he tried. So were you trying to play even and hide one of your arms? <laughs> and be like, all right, bitch, let's go. I could kick your ass with one arm tied behind he my would back. <laughs> no. Anyways, twice it happened to me. Of the millions of times I drank uh, tequila. But because <laughs> I'm but, but because I'm because I'm responsible. Uh-huh. I'm a responsible I'm a responsible drinker, I told myself. So you don't need a third strike type I, of situation. I told myself and I'm I'm forty four and I've had Plenty of opportunities to drink tequila, and it's happened to me twice. Have you ever been arrested under tequila? No. And so my point is, I I realized <laughs> maybe I should. I was being responsible. Did you ever wake up somewhere? Let me finish. You, you don't remember. I the was night being finish. Uh, you wanted me to finish. You wanted me to let you finish the, the last thing, and then the next thing after that, and then you're still right now. You're telling me to finish for the next two topics, dude. Let me finish. A really, sentence. you are. <laughs> let me finish a sentence, uh, and then listen. Um, I already forgot what I was going to say. Good. I, I realized I, I was being responsible. I said, you know what? Tequila is starting to make me angry. I've had two episodes. I don't want to do that <laughs> Episodes. And, and I, and I <laughs> now, since then, and that was eight, nine years ago. <laughs> one with a one-armed security guard. <laughs> that was, uh, the other one was south of the border where they threw him out the front door. The guy had him from the back of his collar. Oh, The my bouncer. God. It was a bouncer. Uh-huh. The guy was like uh, 20 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> and Jose was walking from booth to booth. <laughs> He opened. He, he opened the door with his face. With my face. Oh. A double door. It was a double door. <laughs> really? And what were you saying, motherfucker? I'm American, American citizen. citizen. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you would be was, saying that. I was so drunk on Tequila Sunrise. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that was funny. Uh, so uh. I've learned that maybe I should be careful. But to my defense, I've drank tequila plenty of times since. But I've cut. I'm not going to person when I drink. I know when to stop. Yeah. Uh, so twice in my 44 years and many opportunities to drink tequila. <laughs> yeah, I've when, had episodes. when your forehead has uh, two doorknobs on it. <laughs> so, I think I got to stop now. So, <laughs> there you have it. To my defense. Nice. I like that tequila story. <laughs> I love tequila, though. I do, too. I totally remember that. <laughs> Were you laughing, Angel? I was scared, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as we do every week, 
into on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel in Theo Luis's garage every week, bringing you the news and dirty laundry. Yeah. Multimedia journalist, friend, and awesome tequila drinker, Miss <laughs> Jackie Casas. Angel's gonna pee his pants after that story. <laughs> We should have a, a tequila storytelling segment. <laughs> we should, huh? We should. And misadventures with tequila. Tequila stories. Yeah. I like it. The tequila monologue. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all get drunk when we're doing it. I like that idea. Let's I do like that. it too. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Jackie Casas with uh, Dirty Laundry, News and Dirty Laundry. Jackie, what's going on this week, my dear? Gosh, from such a hilarious story to a really sad story. (laughs) (sighs) Let me gather. Rodney King, a national symbol of the nation's racial tensions and a historic victim of police brutality in Los Angeles, has died. The 47-year-old was found dead at the bottom of his pool on Sunday at his Rialto, California home. King's fiance, Cynthia Kelly, found him and said that he had been um, smoking pot and drinking prior to his drowning. What if it was tequila? Could be tequila. Mm. Police reports did say he had marijuana plants and tools to grow plants at his home. A neighbor also reported that she heard Rodney King crying loudly the night before. He has been um, known to have addiction issues for several years now and appeared most recently on a Dr. Drew um, celebrity rehab show. Police say there is no evidence of foul play and autopsy results are expected to be released within the next six weeks. I got to add to that real quick. I'm sorry, brother. I know you're going to say something, but most recently he was also on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Yes, he was. And, you know, and what a heartfelt interview that was. I, it was a real pleasure to actually meet him at, at the very least uh, over the phone. It seemed like uh, he seemed like a nice guy. Well, I actually got to meet him when I shot an interview with him and Colleen Williams, and that's the reason why Colleen's going to be with us later. She's going to give us a little spiel and talk about how, what kind of, uh, what kind of a, uh, a man's impression uh, he laid on her. Also, mm-hmm. the fact that uh, you know why is he so important? What's so big about him? You know, frankly, what was what impressed me when I read the first uh, paragraph of his book, um, "The Riot Within." Um, he starts off the book. With uh, a story from him uh, about him and his dad going fishing. Yeah. Yeah, he did like fishing. And he liked swimming. He was known to swim at his pool practically every day and is known as a really good swimmer. So it's really strange and kind of ironic that that is his, uh, where he died, in his pool. I wonder if he had a uh, a card. A what? You mean a green card because he swims? <laughs> <laughs> No, and he, you know, he talked about his book, that one that you're talking about. It was, it was, uh, uh, I thought it was a really good conversation because the, the, the book, uh, uh, the title, uh, The Riot Within, uh-huh. like he said, uh, we, the interview was really cool. I, you, you can catch it at our website, uh, com. Go to our latest, uh, our previous podcast. And, uh, do you remember the title of that show? Oh, yes. Um, can't we all just, Hang in Theo Luis's garage. He talked about uh, uh, the when he got uh, the chase, uh, what was going through his mind, uh, what caused him. You know, like and, and I thought to myself, wow, 
you know, it, it could happen to me. It could happen, you know, it could happen to anybody. Just a split decision that, that you know, he wasn't a bad guy because he, he was very uh, transparent in the interview. And it was very obvious to me that he was just a, a good soul, you know, just like. Well, here's nice. the deal. Um, I've, I've had people come up to me and talk to me and say, Jose, really? Rodney King? Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Why are people so glorifying him? And mm-hmm. then. Uh, and you know what? I'll be honest. We're not. Glo- we weren't glorifying him. I. I agree. I. I feel the same thing because. But what happened is we had Rodney King on. T- in t- you know on, on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel because, it was part of a two-part series of the 20th anniversary of the L.A. riots, which was a, v- a pivotal moment in American history, the worst riots in American history, and and it all stemmed from the acquittal of those five police officers that beat that beat. Him up, beat him up. Now the interesting and, thing and, is, and him. See, that's what I was trying to convey because you know the that you, having talked to him on the on the uh, uh, on the interview, I I I see I felt a connection in that you know like a person to another person, and, and he became real to me, you know, and and realized that that you know it is a big deal, you know that who who he is. Because he, just like uh, the the headline says, put the face to the uh, to of uh, the LA riot or the uh, police brutality. Yeah, and, and and that's that's significant. Well, it is. Um, I, I I'm honored to to participate in a show like this where we have people, whether they're famous or infamous, uh, that have uh, forged some kind of place in history, whether it is for because of their accomplishments. Or because of their foolishness, or divine, divine, uh, you know, something greater, something else, but something you know, else that's you know, the thing, something that we can't scientifically, you know, prove or anything like that. Something beyond us. The interesting thing about Rodney you know, King is, all, you know, the interesting thing about Rodney King is that we all watch these that trial. We all watch that beating, you know, immediately after it happened. It was all over the news, and for years, decades, we've watched it. But I remember watching it, and we were young. All of us were very, very, very young and coming up in our in this world and 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 the riots that ensued uh, after the the acquittal and all that and it is such a pivotal and such a uh, it, it's it left such a scar in everyone's life anybody who who witnessed it that to have had Rodney King cross our path yes it's quite it's, it's quite, pretty dope it's pretty dope yes now I I understand people's sentiments uh, that have talked to me and said really yeah you know what Rodney King. Uh, you know, he made bad decisions, and his bad decisions may have led to his death last a uh, couple of days ago. But I, you know what? We all make bad decisions. We all do. And you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that the uh, because the 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 uh, the riots, the what had happened to him, it challenged us all as a, uh, individually. In other words, you know, we we uh, it challenged us to in a, in a level where, you know, am I going to become hateful as well? And uh, and or, or you know what I'm saying? Or am I going to take am I going to take a higher stance and try to see beyond this uh, hate and beating? And uh, you know what I'm saying? Jackie, did you have an opportunity to meet him when he was at NBC? I didn't. Unfortunately, I was really bummed out about it. I was really, really young when the riots happened. So I didn't really realize I knew what they were, but I don't think I understood the impact or the grandiosity of what they were in L.A. and national until this past 20 year anniversary when I myself had to go through this actual footage, had to go through these interviews. And I was so amazed at what impression that they had to the community of Los Angeles. Honestly, my favorite, my favorite part of 
going through all of these hours and hours of video because the riots were like a week long. They mm-hmm. weren't just an hour, two hours. Yeah. My favorite yeah. part was when the community was getting together and you saw people helping firefighters with the fire hose to bring down these fires. There was uh, like 55 people that were di- that died, 600 buildings that were destroyed. Yeah. And you see these people saying, okay, let's, let's, let's help out and helping them out and be firefighters, be police officers. That was my favorite part. Rising to the challenge. Yeah. You know, uh, I saw shot an interview for uh, part of that whole uh, uh, 20th anniversary thing. And I shot an interview with Edward James Olmos, the actor who told an amazing story of having, uh, because the, the, the riots, uh, started at uh, when he was making some appearances on local television yeah. and because he's such a uh, a leader in the community immediately the, the the reporter started asking him his opinions and he was very vocal on it and next you know he was making jumping from one local station to the next local station to Jay Leno's Tonight Show just speaking uh, in, on, in regards to that eventually without sleep he said he hadn't slept all night during the riots he went to the first AME church in uh, in uh, South Los Angeles, it's the first African American Methodist church in Los Angeles to see what he can do to help because a lot of the people who were being burned out of their homes because of the riots were going there for shelter. And uh, he said that the pastor looked at him, and by the way, that pastor was on our show oh, also, yeah. uh, so cool. uh, um, Reverend Cecil L. Murray was also on our show on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel the week before. Check it out on our previous podcasts. He said that uh, the pastor said to him, uh, you know, you look, you look, you don't look good. Really? You've been up all night. We've got this handled. We've had too many people helping here. Why don't you go home and sleep? Really? And Ed almost, Ed, because, you know, we're tight. (laughs) Ed almost said, that he just walked out of the First AME Church about two blocks down onto the main street, which is, uh, I think, Union or Washington, and where all the riots had been and, and burning, p- burning buildings. And on his way out, he just picked up a broom, and he started sweeping the streets. Really? And he was in, in, in sweeping the streets <laughs> in the early hours of the morning. <laughs> you know what? I think he was sleepwalking, eh? <laughs> and he was rem- having a dream of his mom telling him, <laughs> but you know, to go on with what with what uh, Reverend Cecil Murray was right. <laughs> but to go along with what Jackie was talking about, she says that you know the the way the community got together. He says he was sweeping the street, and at one point, while he was in the middle of the street, he saw it was early in the morning. He saw this uh, elderly lady, which looked like a, a grandmother with her grandchild in her hand, step out the door and see him, and they locked eyes, and because of the tense situation and the fear of violence or whatever he thought it was, she just turned around and closed the door and went inside. And then a couple minutes later, while he was sweeping, he turns around again, and there she was sweeping alongside him. And then uh, one of the local news... (laughs) Did she invite him in, eh? And then one of the local (laughs) news... The streets are bare. Hey, honey. (laughs) Streets are bare. Want some ribs? (laughs) And uh, at some point, a news station was driving by and, and just screeched to a stop. And went up to him and said, wait, are you Edward James almost? And he's like, yeah. So he interviewed him real quick and took off. <laughs> and then, so, of course, it went, went uh, it on the air. And next thing you know, he had two, 300 people on the street sweeping the streets. Wow. As, other, as the neighborhoods were being burned, you know, um, against martial law. Because that morning, martial law was going to be instituted. Anybody on the streets at a certain time would be shot. Yeah. 
by the military. It was an amazing story. And uh, Rodney King struggled a lot through uh, post the L.A. riots. Um, he did comment that he felt like people expected him to be this civil rights leader like Malcolm X, like Rosa Parks. And he felt like he couldn't live up to those expectations. And because of that, he had a huge uh, roller coaster of drug and alcohol abuse, several arrests and basically sort of unwanted celebrity. So, so it's <laughs> unwanted celebrity. Yeah. Unwanted celebrity. Yeah. But then he wrote a book. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would behoove him after the twi- at the twentieth anniversary of of the riots that started because he was beat up and the and what have you that he would write a book and cash in on it. Um, in his interview, he talked about uh, wanting to have the story told in his own words to his family because he has kids and I think he had a grandchild coming or a, a new grandchild as well. And what wa- interview was that? Eh, that was the interview that I shot with Colleen Williams. Oh, okay. I thought I was going to get ready to promote our, our previous podcast again. <laughs> eh? But wait a minute. He did talk about that in our, in our interview. Well, the next time, just drop in, dude. I didn't catch yeah, you on this you know, one. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. Sad so, days, Rodney King. Well, here's the deal. Yeah, uh, Rest in peace, Rodney King. Uh, uh, regardless of whether or not people agree with his celebrity, uh, he is a human being. I'll take he, a shot for you, eh? And uh, my brother's going to pour a 40-ouncer on your grave. <laughs> Once again, autopsy results won't be released until later to see I'll fully what was in his body. Maybe it was a mix of things or... Um, it was know? it was God. It was time. It was it time. It was time. Yeah. Okay, moving on, guys. Uh, last Friday, President Obama executed the temporary halt of deportations of illegal immigrants who came to the U.S. as children. The new policy would allow those arrived here. That's real stupid. What? Oops, what? I'm sorry. Oops, Excuse I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me, don't interrupt me. I'm sorry. Don't interrupt me. Did I I do that? You're not letting me finish my sentence. (laughs) Do not interrupt me. (laughs) Finally get to use that. Uh, The new policy. I'm with you. (laughs) The new policy would allow those who arrived here before the age of 16 and are currently under the age of 30 to apply for a work permit. There are, of course, uh, requirements. Applicants must have no criminal record, pose no threat to national security or public safety, have a high school (laughs) diploma or GED, or that served in the military. Let's see if we can take a listen to our first soundbite. This is, of course, from President Obama during his announcement last Friday to the media. It makes no sense to expel talented young people who, for all intents and purposes, are Americans. They've been raised as Americans, understand themselves to be part of this country. To expel these young people who want to staff our labs or start new businesses or defend our country simply because of the actions of their parents or because of the inaction of politicians. Uh, well, uh, yeah, whatever. Really? Whatever? Whatever. <laughs> Here's the deal. I have so much issues, but I know you have more sound bites going on with this with this. <laughs> yeah, uh, he also wanted to emphasize the fact that this is not an am- this is not amnesty, nor is this a permanent fix. Okay, that's clear. That's one thing I do agree with. Hey, gain it's all the ground you can. Here's the thing: gain all the ground you can. For one, it is you, you know what it is amnesty. It is amnesty, but we'll go on. Let's. Uh, so he had a little bit of comment on that to clarify more on that point of the new policy. 
Now, let's be clear. This is not amnesty. This is not immunity. This is not a path to citizenship. It's not a permanent fix. Did you notice the Mexicans in the background? (laughs) 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 They're all like super excited. I wish I could do that. (laughs) Pew, 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 pew stuff. I can't do it. No, you know what? It is amnesty, okay? It's amnesty through the back door. Here's the deal. Here's a problem I have with this, okay? Uh Indeed, the interesting (laughs) thing is that it is not a temp it is not a permanent fix. Right. And and the worst thing about it is that through executive order he he did this. He didn't do this while the while uh, Congress was in session. He didn't do this. Uh, he does this on a Friday afternoon where no one's gonna, you know, it's there's no one. There, it wasn't brought up to the to the American people to vote on it or through legislation. As a matter of fact, there was the, there's been um, 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 the uh, the Democrats and the and the Republicans had voted on this, and twice it's been voted down. So what does he do? He pulls an executive order, right. To do this, and this is not a very popular thing to do. But it, no, it, no, uh, uh, it is a popular thing uh, with the government, and it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter which president or administration it is. Think of what happened. What, think of Jekyll Island. That's a that's that goes way back. And when I don't want to talk about Martin Scorsese films. No. <laughs> oh, you mean shelter? I thought it was Shelter Island. That's <laughs> no uh, Jekyll Island when uh, uh, Woodrow Wilson, I believe it was. Uh, uh, gave so much power to the banks back then. Uh, what does it have to do with immigration? Uh, it has everything to do because they he used an executive decision just like Obama did, okay? So, uh, 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 and, and there's been others as well. So really, it's not an Obama thing. It's not a party thing. It's whoever is, is running the, the government. Executive orders are not, are not um, uh, unheard of, of course. But uh-huh. but to me, he's abusing his executive powers in order to think about it. For one, he's not really doing anything because it's temporary. As in, in any executive the order, big v. can I just say the, the executive order? Any executive order is temporary because it could be voted down and repealed by the next administration. But it, gives it is him, just and it buys him votes. It is his opportunity to use the executive order to buy votes. During a but campaign it's a, year, but it's it's it's. Let me tell you, what I want you to know, it's not just a, a party thing or or a Obama thing or a Bush thing or whoever. It's it, an abomination. It's it's, you know, that's why I don't. You know, President Obama made it clear that he felt like it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do to get election. But you know what? Elected. But you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because uh, as a uh, as. I don't care. I think it's great. Give anybody an opportunity to work. Uh, I think we should have a spirit of giving instead of, of not. And uh, and and on, uh, on that side of the coin, I I uh, I'll take it. I mean, I'm le- I can legally work. I'm born here in the United States, but take it and gain the ground and and see and see if it, if the giving continues to so that you know we all give. Okay. So that we have a, a perspective. The interesting of thing here is like, okay, let's have these. Uh, these uh, 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 these students from 16 to 30 years old who can become uh, naturalized or whatever, get work visas. Um, okay, the, first of all, there's no work. And secondly, um, what happens? This is a great opportunity for amnesty. What happens when they say, well, we have all these adults who are um, old enough to vote and they, they're here working and they're contributing. We should give them the right to work. 
So it's just a way to buy votes in the long term as well. Also, it's, it shows. Okay, it, it continues. It's the legacy, the continued legacy of Jekyll Island, and I'll explain. Because you, what do you do for the for the, the the dollar value to go down? You put a lot of money out there, right? So put a lot of workers out there, and the the value of work goes down. Hence the masses. Okay, uh, there's a bigger gap from lower from lower income no. to the higher income. In other words, the the from the ninety nine percent to the the one percent. The value of work doesn't go down. You've, you're you're contradicting your theory. But the, val- the value of of, of, the, of the laborer goes down. There you go. The value of work goes up. There but you what, go. That, that's what I meant. But that's so that's so that you're reaching, bro. No, I'm the not. Bottom, Absolutely not. It's it's the continued legacy of that. The Democratic totally. Party for years has been has been. I has can't been, believe it. The for for the Tea for, Party. <laughs> for, the, for the Democratic Party for years has been utilizing this uh, has been preaching this as a tactic to get more votes because they know that if they do democratic, democratic. They're doing, what they're care, doing eh? is, is the assuring eh? more and more votes to stay in power. It has not to, It doesn't have to do about being right or wrong, Jack M. Hardy. Sorry Banks. to say, especially the timing. He's had two and a half years, three years almost. He's been pr- trying to he – vote, he voted for the DREAM Act to go into effect since 2010. That was two years ago. And they kept on – the Republicans kept on swiping them down. GOP said, fuck you. We don't want that to happen. You know what? And, and the, He's been trying to get this done <laughs> since 2010. And you know what? The, fi- the funny thing is – Yeah. The funny thing is this in 2008 he was voted elected president and one uh-huh. of the things he said it during the campaign yes that was, he would help the latino yes. community it took he him would two help years the deportations it, he had he had put something similar to this like i believe last year about the uh review of every single deportation and they were saying that he was lacking on actually that stopping because there were still rounds of, of uh, immigrants that were being deported. And I think his, his response, and you know what, if he's doing it for election, he's really not massively struggling against Mitt Romney. He still has the upper hand in, uh, in votes and polls. So it's not like he's, you know, Mitt Romney is 80 and he's 20. He still has the upper hand. So if this is going to boost him up and this also helps the Latino community, I'm all for it. How is it going to help the Latino uh, community? It's going to allow it's going to allow the Latino community to advance, to work, to not have a fear of being deported, so they can continue their studies. Let's make our immigrants smarter. Let's make our people okay, smarter. I let's totally, make our community uh, smarter, and let's give them that opportunity. It, like he said, it's not a fault to the to them. Their parents are the ones that brought them in to give them an opportunity to grow, to advance something that's not available to them in their country of Mexico, India, Sweden. China, wherever the fuck they came I from. Understand. Let's give them an opportunity to grow, to develop, and make this country better. <laughs> Why are we going to stop I want to hear the that? national anthem <laughs> in the background. Now, here's the deal. I totally understand Jose, that. Jose cracked open the garage door. It's heading hot. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> it's getting hated. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I totally understand that. I understand the humanity of that. Of course, you know, uh, we, we come as from a family of immigrants, and uh, I totally understand that. The problem is, the problem is, um, you're, you're rewarding a crime. You're rewarding uh, people. No, who came these in. children no, didn't do the crime. I know that. It's yeah. their I parents n- that committed that. the crime. But, I understand that, but you're yeah, still, for lack of better but words, you're still eh? rewarding. <laughs> you're still rewarding a crime. You're saying to the to the illegal immigrant, if you come here and you have your kids here without you, you're gonna you can force us to make them immigrants. You understand that? You bring your kids to us, illegal or not, 
and we'll force you'll you're gonna uh, force that's, our hand. That's, that's and poor. and so what you're doing is you're inviting more. Absolutely, you'll have more and more people coming into the United States wanting to bring their young kids in order to become you know, you to know. make them because that's why they're coming. And yeah. guess what? And what's the next step? And I'll tell you right. Let you go right now. What's the next step? Well, we have found that there's uh, tens of thousands, if not millions, of children that have become uh, naturalized whose parents may be deported. We can't separate the family. Let's make the the parents who are illegal legal now. Uh, we can't come from that that uh, <clears throat> that tapestry of of uh, you know uh, thought uh, in or perspective because uh, it's it comes from a point of holding on to something. Okay, or guarding something that we really shouldn't be. We should just be releasing what is given to us and continue to flow that way. And you'll see that naturally, uh, or or uh, excuse me, perfectly, things can flow if we all just let it flow. Right? But you're talking like, oh, they're taking, they're gonna, you know, force us. Gensava, you know, the people, you know, are born where they're born. It doesn't matter where they're born. Y qué? Es todo. I really, uh, Stephen Colbert, who's on Comedy Central and does uh, some sort of uh, political commentary, but in a hilarious way. Angel. Something he said was, we are opening the doors to the people who are already here. They've been here since they were kids. They're already students wanting to go into college. This is the country that they are familiar with. If you dump them back into Mexico, that's not a country they've been familiar with. I agree they with that. They consider themselves Americans. They consider themselves, this is their home. This is where they've been. This is the country that they love, the history that they've learned. Some of them are in the military. And let's say they're out there fighting for us, fighting for our freedom, our rights, what we stand for. And then when, when they come back and say, oh, you know what, sabes que? Your parents did something illegal 25 years ago. So sopas, get your ass over to the Here's border. Here's the deal. They're not going to deport them, first of all. Okay? It has <laughs> happened. Uh, here's the it deal. has happened. And, and you know what? And if so, look, I'm sorry. It's this fucked is, up. It is fucked up. And you know who who's to blame? The parents. Okay, I'm not saying I'm not losing. I'm not losing the humanity. So if you want to, if, if if this is a rewarding system, if I'm going to reward to a soldier who is out there doing what I'm not out there doing, defending me, defending my country, defending my family who were immigrants as well, defending us here, then I say so be it. Have your work permit. Have your time to be here. Have your time to establish whatever you can in this country that you have been fighting and putting your life on the Listen, line for. Listen, I, I am not inhumane. I don't not care about people. I grew up in the immigrant family. But the thing no, is... You just got you're just coming from a different tapestry eh? get out of here man. tapestry yeah i don't you know just think about it i like <clears> that coming <laughs> from a different tapestry yeah a different <laughs> tapestry step into another one eh? <laughs> you know we we um um we're, we we got to continue with this topic yeah it's a good one that, isn't there a mom uh dirty laundry coming up or something like that <laughs> a what okay a mom dirty laundry <laughs> uh let's uh move on from um Actually, before we move on, we have we have we have to get in touch with Colleen. Oh, okay, yeah. Colleen Williams. Yes, because uh, she um, is is waiting. So let me get her on the phone. You guys do your thing and talk more about that. Different tapestry. Okay. 
What do you got? What That's, is it? There a, a mama dirty laundry happening? I do. Oh, I have dirty laundry. I just um, wanted to comment since we're talking about immigrants. Okay. Um, so since we usually say the Latinos are the biggest immigrant group, we need to watch out because uh, you know the Asians are taking over. Okay. Uh, according to a new study, they say that they have surpassed the Latino community as the largest group of new immigrants uh-huh. coming to the United States. Uh-huh. They have the highest. Um, Income. Asian Americans have the highest income, are the best educated, and are the fastest growing, re- gross, growing racial group in America now. Now, this is very, very different to they're, previous they're, surveys. They're they're employing all the paisas, eh? <laughs> Go to the sushi place in the back. The guys preparing the stuff. The thing is, they organize. Our people don't organize. Yeah, our the people. Back the problem there, with our eh? people is this: the first the, time the, I tried wasabi, the problem, all the paisas were laughing at me behind the, the bar. The problem eh? with our people, our Latino people, <laughs> they told is, me, "Say, oh, it's como salsa." Eh? The problem with our, I pe- swear, <laughs> the problem with our people is they don't organize. Uh, uh, the problem that I've had with our people is that too much. Now they're expecting. Your, who, who are you are counting the, the our Lati- people? The Latino people. They're trying too. They're uh, too often asking for handouts. Why do you the say government. they? I'm, let me because finish. you're Latino, eh? Because I'm not asking for the handouts. Okay. I'm not the one saying that the government should take care of me. Of course Whereas not. Whereas the, <laughs> the, the families from Asian communities have come over and they unite and they bond and they help one another out to, to, to progress. Hey, and the they, Latino that's community ha- doesn't that's do that. That's generalizing. No, man. that's true. That is so general. And I'm generalizing. <laughs> anyway, right now on the phone with us from uh, NBC Los Angeles, the best anchor in Southern California, Ms. Colleen Williams. Colleen, this is Jose. Can you hear me? I hear you fine, Jose. How are you? Fantastic. Hi, hi, Colleen. Angel, Angel here. Oh, I got both of you tonight. <laughs> it's a double treat. <laughs> you and got- Angel, as you well know, your brother is the most terrific photographer and lighter in all of L.A. Oh, thank you. Indeed, he is. Thank you, On Colleen. so many levels. Thank you, Colleen. That is a so real. What are we talking about? I'm sorry. Well, you know what? <laughs> well, keep talking, Colleen. You're still, what you're saying is fantastic. <laughs> keep it up. I'm not saying a word. I'm just running in circles here. You know, um, at the top of our news and dirty laundry with Jackie Casas, uh, the the headline was uh, uh, the the recent death of the iconic, if not infamous, uh, Rodney King, and uh, that's the reason why I wanted to have you with us. Thanks so much for accepting the invitation. Because you and I had the opportunity to work with uh, uh, together on an interview with him, and um, and I guess uh, what I wanted to talk about is why is first of all why is Rodney King so important? Why is he so prevalent in the media? Um, well, you know, I think he he almost changed the course of history here in L.A. You know, with with the beating, he was sort of like this character who was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he didn't ask for it, and he certainly didn't want it. But as a result, things changed in Los Angeles for a lot of people. Now, uh, you and I had an opportunity to meet him, and um, he, like anybody who I guess is thrown into the limelight, and then you get the opportunity to meet him, you realize that they're really just kind of a regular guy for all his imperfections. Uh, I remember reading the beginning of his, at the beginning of his book, he talked about he starts his book, uh, about uh, with an anecdote uh, of him and his dad fishing, which I mm-hmm. thought was so bucolic, uh, you know, given his his place in history. Uh, what was your impression of, John, um, uh, of Rodney King? Well, you know, it's interesting. We had talked about him for years and years and years. He's had a lot of brushes with the law. Um, you know, it started with the beating, but he'd been in and out of trouble, and we really watched him 
um, over the course of a couple of decades. I think when I met him, I had sort of the same impression that you did. He was just a normal guy. He was very charismatic and um, uh, a, a little bit shy, a little bit reluctant to talk about what happened until, you know, he warmed up and got to know us. And then, you know, it was like turning on a spigot, turning on a faucet. He really wanted to share his story. But, you know, you mentioned his dad. The thing I didn't know about him was that he came from a really abusive home. I mean, there are stories in the book about how his dad used to beat him with an electric cord. And, you know, you talk about being beaten. He really wanted to enhance it so he would make the kids sit in a bathtub until they were wet. Wow. And then beat them just to make it even worse. Wow. I remember getting a whooping, but not uh, getting wet and then getting Yeah, a no. You know what? I, I don't remember ever having that kind of abuse heaped on me. And, um, you know, I have pretty strict parents as well. But, you know, that's the thing that really stood out for me. You you think about this guy and you, you think about his life starting really at 27. But, you know, he grew up around Southern California and he talked about, you know, the neighborhood he grew up in, the kids he grew up with, and and that really painted a picture for me of who Rodney King was. I mean, he was talking about the beating with me at one point, and he said, you know, it, I, I was so used to being beaten, it was it was almost like it was happening again. So, yeah, the beating from the, from the police officers was bad, but it was something he was almost used to. Wow. You know, what's interesting to me is that, um, well, I've had people since we had him on our show previously um, – uh, as one of the last interviews that he did was on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. And I've had people come up to me and say, really, Jose, Rodney King? Because, you know, he has this mixed, uh, he brings up mixed uh, sure. reactions from people. Some people are sure. the haters and some people are the, you know, he's a hero. And do you think now, especially now that he's passed recently, that now he's being, or uh, of, of late and now because he's passed, that he's being somewhat canonized? Oh, no, not at all. I really don't. I think people see him for what he is. Um, he he was a, a guy who was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, he tells this story. He's really sort of a simple man. He was excited about getting a job. He'd gotten a job. His friends hadn't gotten jobs. Um, he he knew he'd had too many beers. He knew he'd been drinking, and he just took off. And he said, you know, he just wasn't thinking straight when it all went down, I think he didn't have any idea of what would happen in the days that ensued. And you remember the conversation when he said, you know, the lawyers gave me all this paperwork to read. They had written four pages down. They wanted me to stand up and say, read this statement. And and I looked at him and I just said, I, I can't do that. That's not me. You know, part of that was I'm not sure he fully comprehended what they wanted him to say right. but he just put it very succinct pardon me succinctly when he said you know can't we all just get along right he's he was that kind of guy you know he he i think just really liked the world and you know um it's interesting another thing that i found interesting and i didn't really know i guess i sort of knew all along because you everyone knew where he was from but it wasn't until we met him recently that i realized 
that um, all this inner city uh, violence and riots or whatever you want the people have called it the sure. in Los Angeles that occurred occurred in a part of of Los Angeles that Rodney King wasn't even familiar very familiar with correct he grew correct. up in a suburb like many of us did he grew up in Pasadena Altadena and in fact I didn't know this until we had this conversation with him we actually had a really good mutual friend. Right. Um, my neighbor down the street, who is my son's football coach and very close, grew up with Rodney King. Wow. They were on the same baseball team together. Their mothers were friendly. And when I mentioned his name, he said, oh, sure, I know him. I pulled his son out of the swimming pool and saved his life when he was a baby. That's ironic. You know, the irony in, in that, the fact that Rodney King drowned, and, you know, ended up saving this other young man uh, who's now, I believe, Justin's maybe 26 years old. Wow. Uh, saved his life by pulling him out of the pool. I mean, Rodney King swam a couple times a day. Wow. He, he loved the water. So, you know, it makes you think that there was something else going on that perhaps he was impaired in some way, shape, or form. Uh, you may remember. <laughs> Go ahead. We had talked about rehab. Right. He had been through rehab with Dr. Drew. Uh, Drew's a personal friend, and you know I've been around people who've been through rehab. You know I I do work for the Casa de los Amigos in Pasadena, right? So I know the questions to ask, and I asked him specifically, you know, Rodney, are you clean and sober? Which means you know if you go through rehab, you don't do drugs, you don't drink, you don't do anything that will entice you back into that way of life. And his answer to me was really interesting. I thought when I said, "Are you clean and sober?" He said. I know how to manage my alcohol now. Well, anybody who's ever been through rehab knows you don't manage alcohol and right. you don't manage drugs. It, it's an all-or-nothing situation once you go through rehab. Right. So that, that spoke volumes to me then, and that was only, what, four or five weeks ago. Wow. Wow, very interesting. And so do you have the latest on uh, what's going on with the uh, autopsy or the case? Well, I know they're doing toxicology reports. And they released the 911 tapes today where his fiance Cynthia, called 911. She found him floating at the bottom of the pool, uh, wow. I guess, at the bottom of the pool. Wow. And they said, well, can you get in and get him? And she couldn't swim, so she couldn't do anything to even, you know, uh, pull him out at that point. But the police arrived quickly. They administered CPR and, you know, to no avail. Well, Colleen, uh, very insightful. Nice to hear you. Um Colleen, I, this is Angel. I, I, I've been speechless that you would call us uh, at our humble, you know, line oh, that we. Are you giving me a hard time? No, you know Angel. what? Quite honestly, quite frankly, Colleen, this is Jose. Angel has not been able to chat. He usually interrupts me when I'm interviewing people. <laughs> But he's you're, he, you, I'm he, a little chai. Eh? He's, you are oh, his. You know I love both you guys. <laughs> love you too. Yeah. He is so an adoring of you, and that he just he's speechless. You're the best. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're very kind. You guys should take this show on the road. You know. Uh, we plan. Right we plan yeah. to. Will you? Uh, will you be with us when we go? I'm always there for you. Thank you. We'll, we'll have the uh, the Avengers uh, Black Widow outfit. <laughs> uh, by the way, before the okay, <laughs> before the show, I didn't know we were coming in costume. Uh, you know, I think that uh, <laughs> that you would have done the uh, Black Widow character more ca uh, uh, justice than uh, Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> Colleen. And oh, 
Now you're just trying to get me to stay on the radio more, aren't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Nice try. <laughs> Colleen, thank you very much. Is there, is there any last words that you'd want to impart in regards to this, uh, this, this uh, tragic event? You know, I, I think it was shocking for everyone. I, I had just arrived back in town on Sunday morning and got a phone call from the executive producer here telling me about it and asking me to help with the story. You know, I, my friend uh, spoke about him because he had just reconnected with him actually through us, Jose, right. after we did the interview, I exchanged phone numbers for them. Right. And then, you know, Dr. Drew, they had asked me to get in contact with Drew because he knew him through celebrity rehab. And Rodney had talked about him in the interview as well. He had a great deal of respect for him. Um, I was, I was shocked, but I wasn't shocked when I heard the news. I, I guess the thing that stood out in my mind was what he said about being clean and sober, clean and sober, and the fact that he was managing his alcohol. You know, that to me was sort of a trigger that, that something was wrong. So usually that means something will happen in my mind down the road. So I wasn't necessarily shocked. I was certainly surprised that it happened so close to, you know, the new book out and the interview and the anniversary of the riots. Right. Uh, so, be- before I let you go, story all the way around. I'm sorry. Before I let you go, I want to say on Facebook, Rob's chimed in on Facebook saying, "Wow, nice to hear Colleen. She really certainly certainly classes up the place." Oh, <laughs> tell him I love him too. <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. The best anchor in Southern California by far, Miss Colleen Williams. Thanks for being on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel uh, very, very much. Bye, Colleen. All right. I'll see you at work tomorrow, Jose. Right, Bye, Angel. Bye. Bye. Take care. All Bye-bye. Right. The, the best indeed. Yeah. Yeah, she is the Right best. here, calling on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Is that uh, the phone ringing? No, it's somebody else's phone ringing. Your phone, dude. Turn it off. That's the second time we've had a phone call uh, on, your, you know, on your phone. Uh, if you, if anybody have any more comments in regards to anything uh, Rodney King or any of the uh, of the subject matter, or just want to tell my brother to lay off my sex life, <laughs> dial at six two six two seven five twin eight nine four six. That's six two six two seven five eight nine four six. Of course, you could chime in on Facebook on Twin Talk Show. What a great interview, uh, Colleen's fantastic. Um, uh, there you have it. What can I say? Fantastic to have her. Awesome. All right, so now we need to we need to come we need to come back. Let's do this. Let's go to music break, and then we'll come back and finish our our, our uh, Jackie's uh, news. Are we going to do those Swedish chicks? We're uh, going to talk about sex, guys. So <laughs> stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to uh, first of all we're going to do a track from uh, a group from New Zealand. They're called the Johnnies, and uh, they're a fantastic group. They do a, a tribute song, uh, tribute to the s- music of Johnny Cash. I think they were they were a fantastic uh, uh, bunch of gals, and their music is fantastic. We'll be right back.
Yeah, here we are in Theo Luis's garage. Thanks for uh, standing by. What a great track! I got to tell you, if you guys have it, it was it was really good. If I if you guys have the opportunity, look up the Johnnies. Um, they are an act from New Zealand. They perform uh, songs in tribute uh, to Johnny, the great man in black, Johnny Cash, and they are a group of uh, three girls. They're fantastic, and they perform so well. They they sing these tracks well. Gee, I hope they're Check listening. Uh, I, I'm sure they are, dude. They're, they're from New Zealand, and you know we've got that whole part of the world, Australia, New Zealand. We got that covered. Yeah, we got it covered. Let's send them the MP3, anyways, just in case. Um, eh? Of course, <laughs> of course, I'm going to do that. Got to cover our bases, eh? Just to make we sure. got to line up our ducks. I'll eh? let them know. You know. Anyway, so we're, now we're we're doing a different format today, and uh, because and we're continuing with Jackie's news and dirty laundry. Uh, meanwhile, I'm going to continue on these cookies. <laughs> Thanks so much for bringing the cookies, you guys. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Jackie. I cut your microphone. I apologize. How dare you? Okay, so now we're back <laughs> with Jackie <laughs> and her news and dirty laundry. Jackie, what's going on? Okay, guys. Let's talk about sex. All right. <sighs> let's do it. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> Listen up, American moms, because the Swedish seem to be doing something right. According to a new survey, Swedish moms are having more sex, and a third of Swedish parents have sex while their infants are asleep in the same bed. Oh, my God. 48% say they have sex at least one to twice a week. 
4% say on a daily basis, uh. as opposed to American moms. How many? Uh, 4%? 4%, it, it 4% say daily. Hey, couldn't too much like desensitize you, eh? No, not at all, dude. No. no? I'm here to tell you. Okay. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Talking about your sex life, Jose. This is, of course, opposed to the American mom statistic that say 40% say sex is so rare they might as well be sleeping in separate beds. You know what? I disagree with you, eh? As sex totally desensitizes you from all the drama, eh? Next thing you know, que me vale madre que Obama ganó, perdió. Oh, desensitize you. I thought, I you, desensitized oh, I thought right. you meant like it just becomes like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you that's, do that, it on the daily. You, you, sense, you, gotta, you just need it more, eh? What's that? So anyway, no, no, listen, here's the deal. That's Is that porn music? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, here's the deal. It's too bad that that's the case in America because, too, I mean, sex, there's nothing like sex. Sex in a relationship, well, the neat thing about it is... Ice cream is a close second. <laughs> what sex is good in a relationship, and I think sex needs to happen regularly whether you fight or not. Even angry sex. Whether you're alone or not. <laughs> that is true. Ang- angry sex can be some of the best sex you can have. It can. It can be. You know? You know, Jose keeps mentioning angry. He does. I he? think he... I, and he hasn't even I had a shot yet. I was going to say he keeps mentioning sex. It makes me think that he wants to talk about his sex life, even though he says he that doesn't have huh? tell. I think he wants us to ask him. Like, no, absolutely so not. Jose. Wishful thinking, my dear. Wishful thinking, my dear. How was it? Next time, bring green cookies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, however, there have been a survey released that U.S. parents, 59% of U.S. parents have admitted to doing the dirty while an infant is still in the room. However, co, um, co-sleeping is much more um, open and accepted in Sweden and in Europe versus here in America where it's kind of shunned upon. Co-sleeping? Co-sleeping means that you sleep with, with your, your baby and, and until they get older and older, they'll be like six years old and they're still sleeping in the bed with you. Another reason Were we to, having, talking about sex? Another reason, no, another reason why it's because they're having sex with their kids With in the their bed. kid on the bed. Here's the thing, too. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. Uh, the reason why, too, That's kind of weird. Eh? You guys have been to Ikea. Yes. It's a Swedish company. Uh-huh. And the reason why IKEA made it so po- <laughs> let me finish, dude. You have no idea what I'm going to say. I do. <laughs> no, the reason I don't, why the re- I, I the got re- something to say. The reason why IKEA um, does so well is because they have they, they co-shop. They man- they've <laughs> they co-sleep at IKEA. Finish. They've met. They've mastered the the, <laughs> the modular furniture system. Notice all the furniture is, is typically smaller uh-huh. because apartments in Sweden are, are smaller. smaller. Yeah. And and that's why there's a lot of co-sleeping or cohabitation with, with their youngsters because they have smaller apartments, smaller rooms in the apartments, smaller everything. Well, you know, Los Indios, como lo hacían Los Indios? In Everybody in the teepee. Yeah. In el, in, in el, in, in el shack. Yes, choosing to be intimate while the babies are in the bed doesn't necessarily mean the Swedish parents are freakier or just or even more desperate to get it on. It's just co-sleeping is just more mi- widely accepted over there. And it's uh, normal for them to sleep with their parents until they are of school age. In contrast here in the States where um, some of them even hide their choice. Um, hide their what? Their choice of hey baby, let's hide our choice. Let's play hide the choice. <laughs> I don't hide get their it. choice of co-sleeping. Hide it. <laughs> yeah, because some of them, 
it's kind of like co-sleeping because it, it's kind of normal or here in the States for your child to go sleep in his own bed so you can have your privacy. However, there are some um, advocates, like there's this actress, her name is uh, Mayim Bialik, Bialik or something like that. She used to be in um, Blossom, and she comes out in um, that show. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. That I can't think of in my brain right now. You're talking about the, the yeah, I know. The big Back Theory. Yeah. So this chick. She's she, so good. She's funny. Big she's Back really Theory. Remember Blossom? She's got a big back. Remember Blossom? She was also on Beaches. She was the girl from Beaches. Yes, she was on Beaches. Anywho, so she's a whole um, advocate for co-sleeping and attachment parenting. <laughs> and she believes that your child should stay in your bed until they are comfortable to leave the bed. However, as far as intimacy goes, she says that there should be another room of the house selected for intimacy. Like everybody which means Every room be, in the house is selected. Which means, <laughs> which means it has to be more of a designated time to have sex. Versus, versus the Swedish <laughs> who are like, let's do it. <laughs> Say that again. Let's do it. There you go. <laughs> So, American moms, if you want to get it on more, just I think do it. I think it's a it's a shame that in America, especially the land of you know uh, you know uh, everyone has inalienable rights to 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 seek life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That there there there's no happiness in the bedroom. Nah, man, it's in the living room. <laughs> it's in the kitchen, <laughs> in the driveway, in the backyard. <laughs> You know what? That's why. That's what I like about them Swedish people, man. They're beautiful white wa- women, and they like sex. Mm-mm-mm. They do. Okay. <laughs> this makes you want to thrust. <laughs> thrust? Yeah, baby. She's doing aerobics over there. Oh, I wish you taught that video of her thrusting. <laughs> All right, what do you got going on now? Okay, guys, moving on. A 23-year-old Texas man is being charged with homicide after beating a man to death when he found him allegedly molesting his 5-year-old daughter. This happened over the weekend. The 23-year-old father, whose name has not been released, was working on a horse and was barbecuing shortly before um, Saturday afternoon when someone alerted him that his daughter had been carried off to a secluded area by the 47-year-old man named Jesus Mora Flores. The father heard the girl scream and ran into that direction and found Flores on top of his child. Terrible. Pulled him off and began hitting him in the head and the neck. Someone called 911. Paramedics responded and found Flores' body lying in a pasture near the barn with his underwear down. This is according to the sheriff's um, statement. They performed CPR but could not detect a heartbeat. He was pronounced dead at the scene. And now Travis County um, CHP are ruling this a homicide. And they're charging That's bull um, crap. the 23-year-old father with that. Bull crap. You know what? Uh, uh, they, does it say how he was killed? I'm sorry, bro. It said he died from blunt force, head, and neck injury. He beat his ass. He beat his ass after finding him molesting his five-year-old daughter. What would you do? I, it, I hate to say You it. know what? I don't know what I would do, but, but the thing about this is the only witnesses are the father and the, the girl, right? Well, actually, no. There were uh, multiple scenes. Angel, and that's a very good technical question. 
Let's call Robin Sachs on that one. That was yeah. good. There were multiple scene and witness statements that supported the father's account of the incident. Um, they did say that the father was distraught and very remorseful and did not intend to kill Flores. That's a situation where you can really plead uh, temporary insanity. I mean, I would hate, God forbid, something happened to my children or anybody's children. But if that happened, I don't know. I'm not a violent person unless I got some tequila in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we know. <laughs> but but I, don't, I don't know if I'd beat someone down and kill, but just the thought cerebrally right now, I'd think about wanting to kill the I, guy. I think so, too. You know I, what I'm saying? I probably couldn't. Though. And I would say, you know not what? Not that big. <laughs> I'd say, Your Honor, I was crazy. You would, too. I went nuts. I went crazy. I saw red. The guy's dead. I didn't know he was dead. It's not the first time dead. something like that has happened. Dead. Either. Yeah. Yeah. How's the girl? How's the little girl? Uh, she's actually okay. Another good question, Angel. <laughs> wow. Uh, you, you were quiet during Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the district attorney actually said that uh, she's okay. Of course, this has been very traumatizing to her and the entire family. However, the little girl is said to be okay. Good for her. Yeah, so I don't – I understand why it can be ruled a homicide. However, if I was a father and I saw my five-year-old daughter being molested if by you, somebody – and this man was a family me. acquaintance that the 23-year-old father asked him to come onto his farm to help him out with some work. Mm. So he asked him to come over to the farm, help him out with some work. Um, it's a family acquaintance. It's someone that he is uh, he knows. Mm. And then – and You entrusted him yeah. into your house. And this is what he does. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear to uh, know how this this case is handled. But well, but there was a movie with Sam Jackson about that. Remember that? Well, well, think think about it. They're going to have to like, you know, I mean, think about it. If the if the uh, if the police are ruling this a homicide, mm-hmm. they're going to bring in the public. They're going to try to state their case to the district attorney at that place, and the district attorney at that place is going. You know. That can't be too popular for them. You know, they're, 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 you, you, you know, the, they're, the, you know what I mean. To take it, it, a case like that. No, you know what? The bottom line is the law is the law. They have to try. If he he, he could be charged, that doesn't mean he's going to be convicted. Yeah, but just think about but it. But the guy's being charged. You know, on the same hand, we got like um, you know situations where people aren't charged all the time for situations where they should be. Bottom line is, I think I agree. I think the guy's going to be let go, and I don't think. Here's the funny thing. How many times have you watched somebody be charged on television for a crime and something like this or, or, or murder or whatever, and he's he's acquitted? And it doesn't matter, like Casey Casey Anthony, uh-huh. mm-hmm. she was acquitted, but yeah. everyone hates her and she's a everyone thinks she's a bitch and she's a low life. She's in hiding. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy's not going to have to be in hiding. No. This However, his name diff- has not been released. I see what you're saying. It's a different type of. Yeah, Just, this it's, is a, it's like a it's, it's forgivable. Like a, by 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 uh, what you're saying is by popular uh, uh, vote, if you will, the, the uh, court it's of just the por- court of public opinion. This case will go. be presented to a grand uh, to a grand jury. Um, it's not clear when they will convene. However, the next regularly scheduled grand jury for the area is not expected until July. So we will wait to see results then. You know, it's funny because um, Rob chimes in and he says a good thing. He says, hey, um, uh, good luck finding a Texas jury that will convict this guy. Very good point. Ah. Very good point because this is Texas that has the most uh, death penalty. Uh, Do we know the, the nationality of this guy? No. Which guy? The father. No, it just because says 23-year-old they, father. Because they gave the name of the guy that's deceased. And yes. they, he's a, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. You know what? It was a it was a white guy who went to Home Depot and picked up some somebody to go work on his farm. It was an acquaintance <laughs> of him. This is uh, this happened in Shiner, Texas, which is about 130 Shiner. miles west Shiner. of <laughs> Houston. Yeah. The guy has a Shiner now. <laughs> yeah, he has. Rob a- also says, "Man, they'll have a parade for this guy." Good point. <laughs> Okay, moving on, moving on, guys. This actual next story, I will be posting a photo on our Facebook uh, Twin Talk wall. Let me know what you guys think about this story. This has caused some controversy. Um, Adidas has uh, released a new sneaker that has sparked outrage with sneaker fans accusing the brand of promoting racism. Once again, I'm posting this currently right now on the Twin Talk. Dude. Every time I put on my shoes, I wanted to go on a race when I first bought them, man. Remember when you were a little kid? Not a race. <laughs> I, you know, you buy your new sneakers and I, I can run faster than you? <laughs> of course, they promote races. The Roundhouse Mid Handcuff Shoe, created by controversial New York designer Jeremy Scott, features a plastic orange shackle that attaches to each ankle. The $350 sneakers hit stores in August, but Adidas promoted them on their official Facebook page uh, just a couple days ago. With this particular quote, tighten up your style with the JS Roundhouse Mids, dropping in (laughs) August. Got a sneaker game so hot, you locked your kicks to your ankles. (laughs) (laughs) While the brand may be making a cheeky statement about the shoe, uh, many are equating these sort of devices on the shoe with slavery and prisoners at the press at press time the handcuff sneaker image has over 36,000 facebook likes hey dude that's a that's a multi-purpose shoe dude you'd be like leave them on eh <laughs> leave them on baby <laughs> just leave them on you know i think they're so, stupid and <laughs> you know what I usually don't jump on the whole racist tip because I think people are hypersensitive. It's, it's, it's multi-purpose. I think they're so multifunctional. But, this, but when you look at them, really, dude, really, you didn't think of this. They have shackles. Have you seen them, Ace? No, I haven't. But I, I'm, I can picture the the multi-purposes for them. I tell you, they have shackles, and the irony is that they're colored in Laker colors. Right? <laughs> I thought that was kind of strange as well. I'm like, why are they Laker colors? So even though there was over 36,000 Facebook likes, a lot of comments were angry and disapproving. <laughs> Those are funny looking. <laughs> of the comments. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, One woman commented saying, please tell me this is fake. I am not hearing these Adidas Amistad originals. <laughs> Amistad? Yeah. <laughs> Give us free. Give us free. Those are funny. <laughs> One man said that he's prepared to boycott the brand out of the respect to his African heritage. He said, I, for one, will never don another pair of Adidas if these shoes see the light of day in the sneaker market. <laughs> that is pretty, like, that is pretty racy, eh? <laughs> I think they're kind of retarded, too. And they look they look pretty. Is that Are they plastic shackles or what? They look all plastic. I they do. Know. I would. Huh. But what if, like. Doesn't that make your legs sweat if they're plastic? Uh, uh, I don't know. If you got shackles, you got it other problems. Depends. <laughs> yeah. Sweaty palms, maybe. <laughs> kind of weird. So um, I can't imagine anybody wearing those shoes. I can actually. Uh, not hey, <laughs> not on their own. What do you call it? <laughs> on their own will, <laughs> not on their you own know. own free will. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? <laughs> if you think about it, if the guy was smart, 
he'd have a market. <laughs> All he have to do on those shackles I'm, is put a little pocket for the satellite GPS system that these convicts have to wear when they're let out on parole, <laughs> and then they look stylish. <laughs> oh God, just no, just no, no. So, um, so listen, everybody who's wa- uh, who, for those of you who are listening, go to our Facebook page on Twin Talk Show. Check out the picture. Let us know what you think. Jackie posted it on her wall. Are they racist or are they just art? <laughs> Give us a call at 626-275-TWIN, 626-275-TWIN, or post on Facebook your comments. You're Ad- gonna- Sorry, Adidas respond that the shoe is nothing more than just designer Jeremy Scott's outrageous and unique take on fashion and has nothing to do with slavery. And Jeremy Scott is renowned for his quirky and lighthearted type of shoe designs. How do they decide what fashion is, eh? It's stupid. It's 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 you know you know what it is. It started on on Jekyll Island, man. Oh my gosh! It, really, think about it. The the uh, the 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 just it just did. <laughs> Whatever. Move on. It makes sense to me. Do we have anything else in news? <laughs> I have one last story for you guys that maybe um, stinkers will appreciate. A South African university student has won global recognition for an invention that takes the water out of. Bathing. The 22-year-old student took inspiration from a friend who was too lazy to take a shower. <laughs> Baby wipes, eh? I use those sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and after a few months of research on the internet, came up with an invention called Dry Bath. It's a clear gel that's applied to the skin that does the work of water and soap. Where's he from again? He's from South Africa. Oh, my God. That's real stupid. The invention, which won the Marishane 2012 Global Student Entrepreneur of the Year Award, has wide application in Africa and other parts of the developing world where basic hygiene is lacking and hundreds of millions of people do not have access to, um, do not have regular access to water. I bet you it's an, an ancient remedy. I don't think he invented it. It's well, probably- the product is sort of like hand, antibacterial hand washes, but it eliminates the heavy alcohol smell and it creates an odorless biodegradable cleansing film with moisturizers what is it what do you know what the ingredients are alcohol <laughs> alcohol it's probably just alcohol pour a bottle of tequila <laughs> just don't get pissed off. i think i think that's pretty cool as long as it's biodegradable and it doesn't do anything to your pores and your skin or anything you know he said that um, he came up with the idea as a teenager in his he has a very he lived, comes from a very poor rural home. And in the winter, um, his friend didn't want to shower because it was really, really cold and there was no hot water around. And he was basically <laughs> lazy. So then he used his web enabled mobile phone to search through Google and Wikipedia and sort of a formula. And six months later, he came up with dry bath and, and obtained a, <laughs> a, a patent. Is that something like dry hump? You know what? <laughs> what it's it, got to be. His friends are like, stop rubbing yourself. I'm inventing something. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what, though? There's places stop for Stop rubbing yourself. I said I'm inventing something. That sounds like something they could use in hospitals. Stop rubbing yourself. Actually, the product is now manufactured cut, uh, commercially with clients, including major global airlines, for use on long-haul flights and governments for its soldiers out in the field. Also uh, for pets and animals at home. You want to? People live in I apartments. That, I don't eh? know if it's pet friendly. It doesn't say if it is, but it's helping out those areas in the poorest parts of the world where they really don't have access so, to water. So, do you rub it on? Do you spray it on, or okay? I believe you just rub it onto your skin, sort of like as a soap lather, kind uh-huh. of like that. Uh-huh. But it just diffuses no need for water. Uh, it's just weird. 
He says that dry baths will go a long way in helping communities. But but I do keeping s- them hygienic. But I do see no it. No way, in, you won't waste water. I do see it in industrial industrial um, uh, situations. You know, like the plane. You know, hospitals. I like the soldiers uh, and, and out there in in the field that they don't because uh, they use ba- baby wipes. And yeah, soldiers. yeah, and baby wipes sometimes. I'll try it. I'll rub it on. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. So dry bath, guys. So next time you're at the nude I'm beach, look that shit up. Oh, oh yeah, the bust, beach. bust out your little. But, but usually, I'm uh, usually, I would expect to be there clean already. <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> we would expect and hope and pray that you are Chino. All right, so is that it? Yes, guys, that's all I have for Oh, tonight. my right God, on, ladies Jackie. and gentlemen. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that was Jackie Casas, multimedia journalist via NBC and Telemundo, doing the news and dirty laundry, as she does it every week in Theo Luis's garage. Right here on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, because only we got her. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel as we broadcast live from Theo Luis's garage on TwinTalkCast.com and uh, on Live365.com as well. The largest internet radio network in the world. And that's the tapestry by which we do it. <laughs> tapestry. You, you're, you've got this. You're on the textile thing today. You talk about tapestry. And what you tell me? Textile. Yeah, what did you tell me I was? I was uh, did you say textile? Textile. Textile, you know, tapestries and, 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 and... Yeah, I guess. I never got it. They, they would call it textile because isn't that what's on your on your bathroom walls? I don't know what you're talking you, about. The text, the tiles. 
Oh, whatever, dude. I always I always associated it with they welcome her mic is in underwear. I don't know. Well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? Um, stand t- stay tuned. It's uh, time for my brother's chill lounge. Tuesday is Twins Day. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel at 7 p.m. Kick back. And listen. Get over yourself. Does the proverbial life happens only happens to you? I can understand that something, someone may annoy you or the boss man does not appreciate you and you feel that no one gets you. But if you would stop the boohoo, you would see that the commonality in this is you. So as a favor to you from you, Get over yourself and into something greater than you. An action or cause, an absence or presence, a spoken or unspoken word, a hero or sacrifice. Whatever it is, shift the energy from you and let it flow from you to something greater than you. Chill. Unlove. That's another edition of Angel's Chill Out. Well, that was more like a bullet. <laughs> like ricocheting. Yeah, right it, on. It, it wasn't a shoo. Yeah, it didn't flow. A ricochet. <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of like that today. Pretty ricocheting all day long. Thank you again for tuning in to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We greatly appreciate your uh, your guys listening. And we're so happy that you're there. We really are. I mean, I... I could only put up with my brother because you are there to support me. And you know what? Please <laughs> tell a friend. Uh, you know, as always, uh, we our other shows are podcasts, and they're archived on our Twin Talkcast website, twintalkcast.com. Also, you can subscribe to them there and onto iTunes, and uh, share them with a friend. Uh, yeah, just go to iTunes and search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Or go to TwinTalkCast.com and click the subscribe button, or just download it or stream it. Put it into your favorite device, electrical or battery, and then go share with a friend. Friend us on Facebook and Twitter. Let us know you're there. Let's talk, eh? Anyway, we want to thank our guest, uh, Colleen Williams, right for on. phoning in. She's fantastic. The best Anchor in Los Angeles, in Southern California. 
called in. Thank you, Colleen. We really appreciate it. Right on, uh, Colleen. Thanks for calling in. Also want to thank Jackie Casas for being in Theo Lisa's Garage again, doing the news and dirty laundry. Ciao. You're welcome, guys. Have a good night. We are honored. Good night, baby. You know, only we have Jackie Casas. Jackie Casas. Exclusive. Exclusive, and I'm proud of that. eh? You're good. Like my brother. I mean, we are so lucky to have you. And just say Jackie Casas again. Jackie Casas. Shoo. <laughs> Good I job, like bro. <laughs> Tune in next week as we put together another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel with all the news, entertainment, dirty laundry, news and dirty laundry, the talk, the fights, and the, the chill lounge. The chill lounge, don't you forget it. And of course, Angel Jose's wisdom. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week, every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific time on TwinTalkCast.com. See you next time. Choo!